Briggs. It's your old pal, the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> this is Joe Bob Briggs. This is Jeffrey Combs. Hey, this is Scotty from Anthrax. Hi, you're listening to Adrienne Barbeau. Hi, this is Doc Bradley. You're listening to Quality Time. You're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Broadcast. And you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Podcast. I'm saying this under duress. You better keep listening or I will tear your soul apart. You know what? We're just going to give up. We're just going to give up and we're going to fucking go forward and onward into another exciting episode of Quality Time. Welcome back, ladies and gents. It's good to be here. Uh, My name is Eric Woodworth and I'm joined uh, first by my blood, my brother, the man who's here every goddamn week and a majority of the episodes, Mr. Jeremy P. Woodworth. I know not who you talk of. Oh, oh, oh God! Who's who's joining us today? Is this Max Van Sido? It's I, Max Van Sido. I knew it. Oh, I could smell it in his in the in the impressions. I'm straight from Elsinore Brewery. <laughs> Head brewer. Oh, I'm glad. My, con- <clears throat> my plans for controlling Canadians with beer will control the world. <laughs> controlling Canadians with beer—that's a. Uh... You know, that's uh C- Canadians could do that. I think that's their one thing. You get a get a 12 pack of Molson can pretty much solve any of the Canadians problems. You know what I mean? Tis a beauty, eh? <laughs> I I'm also joined by the very lovely, the very talented Miss Ashley Pontius. Ashley, how are you? Um, I'm good, but actually I'm Kate Capshaw. You're Kate Capshaw of the movie tonight from oh, from the one, my favorite Indiana Jones, which is widely considered Correct. the worst one, the Temple of Doom. Correct. I'm Kate, Kate Capshaw because we both think pretty really are. And you're you're breaking up really bad there. Something about something you really are. That's what we got out of that. Just try to talk really slow, like Biden. <laughs> Great. This is going so well. <laughs> uh, I said that just like Kate Capshaw, we are both believing that we're prettier than we really are. Ah, I do. You think breaking up? I don't know if. Do you think Kate Capshaw thinks that she's prettier than she thinks she is? I guess so. I don't know anymore. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on. Um. You know, it's been a hell of a day. You know, I've I'm still covered in black paint uh, to the point where my skin's a little burning. So uh, overall, fun though. Though Jeremy got to see some of the black paint in action yesterday. He stopped by to finally pick up the beer that I picked up for him at, at a Rough Edges Brewing. And uh, you do you this is what Jeremy said to me, um, Ashley, when he came and picked up the beer. He goes, "I drove all the way here just for this," and it was just because I only got him one. <laughs> I too have our Jeremy things from Eric turn out. <laughs> I'm kidding. I uh, so Jeremy, what did you what did you think of the beer? 
I was I was really expecting like a six pack. How, how did how did the, the the lag all of a sudden go to like two seconds? Beats the hell out of me. Maybe it's just my shit ass uh shit internet connection at this point. I I don't even know, but everything's off the rails. We're getting wonderful shit audio. It's going to be a great episode. This is going to be the one where I lose all of my mental faculties. I'm excited. Now all of a sudden that was almost almost right synced. I think no matter what, we should mention it to the listeners as they're playing along here. Uh, Jeremy, what did you think of the one beer that you were disappointed because I didn't get you a six-pack, though? Was that one beer good? That was one good beer, and it really got me lit up last night, right before I went on to Call of Duty and just started killing. Yeah. <laughs> now, hey, Jeremy, yesterday, I, ha- I haven't seen you in quite some time in person, and it was good to see you. My sweet brother stopped by. Have you been, have you been losing weight, and when are you going to get diagnosed with full-blown cancer? Um, I got this like thing growing out of my neck now, <laughs> and um, I, I had a lot of gay sex with like glory holes and bathrooms. <laughs> and oh, um, no. I pretty much go to any hospital and ask who has COVID and ask them to like cough on me. No, and um. You know, but in all seriousness, when I saw you yesterday, you looked like you dropped some weight. You looked, but but this is the thing that worries me is that when I see you lose weight, I know you've done nothing in your life to to make that happen. Do you understand? Like, I know you you didn't you didn't decide to change your diet or anything. So I just assume that something's eating you inside now. No, I've been uh, working for a company where I work eight to ten hours a night on my feet moving around constantly and i would say the first week i thought i was gonna drop still only doing like 36 hours a week still not bad it's still not bad it's a lot better it's a lot it's it's a lot better than where you were before so it's almost paying the bills i like that what do you now this new job uh You've mentioned this before, right? This is the yeah. it's a food warehouse where you're yeah. where you're dropping dropping it like it's hot. Um what what things in the last week should maybe our listeners avoid at the store? I'm thinking when I usually buy produce at the store, I pretty much almost never wash it. But since it's gone through my hands, God help everybody that gets any sort of produce they better wash it before they eat it you know jeremy i want to tell you that you've inspired me to start my own garden so that i don't come into contact with fruits that touched i agree i mean i don't know what what would be the worst jeremy fruit that you could get i would think like uh probably like a grape you just popped in a grape and then like oh it looks like they got a little fuzz on this one like that you know you know what a peach is <laughs> a peach is a is a fruit with little fuzzy stuff which catches almost anything that you your hand comes into it it's kind of like a a magnet for virus oh lovely i'm honestly really surprised because i assumed a jeremy the worst fruit to come in contact with was going to be named Tyler. 
Yeah, I was sure he's going to say the worst fruit that he came in contact with was Chris Restivo. And that, there, there we go. We got him. We got him good there. Uh, now, Burn. Jeremy, after at, last week you were live from the, the horror movie convention where uh, I, you know, great times where we where you shared video uh, on our audio medium. But you got to talk to the guy from... Um, the guy Night of the Demons. Night of the Demons fella. And you said he, he was, was uh, really nice and stuff. Yeah, he really liked me. Uh, Hal Haven or Halvin. And uh, he looks all ch- a little chubbier than he did in Night of the Demons. But he literally looks like the captain from uh, Cabin Boy now. I like that. And you thought it was, you tried to sell him on a bit to call me so he would pretend he was the captain from Cabin Boy, but he yes. wouldn't go along with it. The actual actor died in 2015. So, I like, I like that somehow you met an obscure actor and you said, "Hey, he's in he's in movies that I love." And you're like, "Hey, could you pretend to be this other obscure actor <laughs> real quick? <laughs> that, that that's not alive anymore. Just just so you could call my brother for one second. Like, the, I love the way your brain works, and I don't want to ever change that. And I wish I'd talked to him before the podcast because he would have been very willing to come on. Uh, also, I was very excited that he had been a bit player on uh, Eagleheart, and he was just on the Walking uh, Fear of the Walking Dead. But I had never seen it because I missed a couple of seasons. What a what a wonderful career! I feel like he could play uh, what's his name, the guy with the mullet. Like he could be his long lost brother. Like, hey, what's going on? Welcome to the multiverse, and it's just two mullets colliding in a post apocalyptic zombie hellscape. I'd I'd watch that buddy cop show. Apocalyptic mullet. Apocalyptic mullet. Hell yeah. Hells yeah. Um, Ashley, what, what's going on new with you? Ooh, um, me. I opened for Tommy yesterday. Nope, what's today? Today is Sunday. No, it's Friday. I was supposed to film uh, a bit in a horror movie yesterday. But I got a debilitating migraine, and I didn't do shit all day, so I missed my my taping. So it's been a great weekend, uh, you know. And the sound quality today, I'm I'm flying. Hell yeah! Well, I'm sorry that migraine. I've never had a, a real migraine, but I've talked to many people who have them, and uh, they say it is the worst thing in the entire world. It's horrible. That you can have. It feels like somebody took a two by four to the left side of my head. For about eight hours. God, that sounds that does sound horrible. Yeah. I don't know even yeah. know how to explain it. Of I like keep how hoping bad it is. that it's gonna cause an aneurysm, and Ooh. I'm just gonna bleed out, and I can stop doing this for the rest of my life. Don't let the podcast <laughs> be the reason that you end it all. You have so many others. Come on, don't be. <laughs> now, um, you we you you were at that show with Tommy Simbazo, the great Tommy Simbazo, yes. and. Uh, we it came up that uh, Jim Bryan, the guy from the Church of Satires, asked if Justin Schlegel was in a local Hulu, or in a Hulu mayonnaise commercial. Correct. And this sparked conversation within the Die Laughing group about who would be the greatest mayonnaise salesman in our group, and we all agreed it would be the great Justin Schlegel. Uh, I dis- so who do you think would be the best mayonnaise salesman out of the lot of us? You are not only. 
a client. Man, everything <laughs> about me is who you are as a person. You're literally shaping the jar of mayonnaise. <laughs> it is <laughs> mayonnaise jar shaped. <laughs> you you match everything about mayonnaise. The texture, the flavor, the color, the spiciness. Well, A, I'm touched that you'd think I'd be such a good mayonnaise salesman. Um, yeah, it does. Your I, in like poop. Yeah, just so it sounds like <laughs> sounds like I'm trying to fuck it. Every time I eat it, it sounds like I'm trying to catch a uh, catfish down in the bio. You know? Yeah. Just, oh God. Do you remember that episode of the Pooh where he gets stuck in his house door? <laughs> I I don't remember it, but I mean I'm gonna be I'm just gonna be offended uh, at this point. I mean it's bad, and I get that. Did I ever tell you the story about uh, my my roommate John Gilbert and my and him catching me eating mayonnaise? I did when I was poor. I would eat spoonfuls of mayonnaise just as a meal, just like two big gulps of it. And then, mm-hmm. uh, but to this day, I still get anything that's like mayonnaise related that comes on the internet. I have friends from uh, my college years that will send me the video of it. Like of the lady who houses like the world record for uh, eating jars of mayonnaise. They were like, Eric, you could take her. You could do this. And I was like, I mean, but I'm not proud of myself. You know, there's only so many egg whites this body can handle. Uh, um, so it's uh, just good to know that the product won't be shit. Yeah, it won't be. I don't think it'll be too bad. Listen, yeah, listen. We've we've recorded far worse episodes last week. I mean, come on, let's, let's be honest. All right. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, I painted my whole ceiling black yesterday, uh, and uh, I had a paint sprayer, and um, I I don't. It's really fun to use, but. Uh, it literally looks like venom nutted everywhere in my basement right now. It's just symbiote juice everywhere you look, or like like Evil Dead Two murder has happened down there because you know how they have like the black blood. It looks like I murdered my girlfriend Linda down here, and now my evil version, the topped out of the mirror, is trying to coerce me into joining the dark side and handing him the Necronomicon. So. That's uh, it's kind of life right now, you know. Don't you hate when that happens, Jeremy? What when bl- blood comes out of the walls like a, like a, like a fireman's hose? Yeah. What another day? <laughs> <laughs> Just another day. Just another day. Well, uh, should we get into uh, tonight's film uh, that we're going to talk about? Um, I, I have to thank Ashley for finding um Chris Sarandon's page. Oh um, yeah, featuring I, my picture on Instagram. That is pretty awesome, Jeremy. They they took a the picture of you as Pogo last week, right? With and Chris Sarandon, and they they reposted that. Featured. That's pretty good content for you, brother. That'll show Carrie Yules and fucking slam it in his face for not taking a picture with you all those years ago. You want to know what it makes me say? What's that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Jeremy, you are a prince among men, and I'm, you know, I'm just happy to have you as my sweet, my sweet, delicate brother. Um, Maybe I'll have a really bad accident someday, and I really sound like that. 
That is... <laughs> that is true. Uh, today we're going over the 1984 film... Uh, Dreamscape, Jeremy. Now, you suggested that we watch Dreamscape. I had never even heard of this film until you made me watch it this week. Why Dreamscape uh, for this week's quality time? Uh, I think it's Dennis Quaid's top three movies. Um, definitely uh, great Christopher Plummer and Max von Sydow movie, and we just lost them in the last two years. Um the good uh, creepy guy from the Warriors too. You know, this wouldn't be the uh, the only movie that Max Van Sydow and uh, Christopher Plummer would work on either. They actually both did voiceover um, for the game Skyrim. And by the way, I don't mention the female in the movie because I joined the Taliban. Oh, you joined the Taliban now. <laughs> oh, geez, darn. So now I'm a sexist. <laughs> Yeah, even have a burka in the movie. Yeah, this the this movie, uh, 1984, directed by Joseph Rubin. It's funny because like this movie, you would think is is kind of groundbreaking in a lot of ways, but every way that it is groundbreaking, uh, there's another movie that's done it before them. Like, is this the first movie that ever came out? with a bunch of telepaths that can do mind control. No, because Scanners was before this. But hey, you know what? Maybe this is the first movie where you can go in and manipulate people's dreams. Eh, it's not. Brainstorm had actually come out the year before. Maybe, and actually, this is uh, this movie, along with Nightmare on Elm Street and Brainstorm, all came out within one year. Uh, all movies that are based about uh, going into somebody's dreams. Uh, so, very interesting little tidbit. That's honestly my favorite thing to do as a woman, is put myself in a man's dreams and ruin them. <laughs> it's a... It, it, I was like, you might say that this is maybe the first movie that Kate Upshaw was in, or the only movie that Kate Upshaw was in, where she uh, falls in love with the main lead and also somebody gets their heart ripped out. But that's also not true because (laughs) the same year. (laughs) Eric, are you saying Upshaw? Yeah, it's Capshaw. 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 Kate Capshaw. Kate Capshaw. Like, what the fuck? Well, I listen. That's that's the joy of an Eric Woodworth and uh, flying off the cuff. Woo! I almost let you because I was like our sound, but I'm like no. Saying up, <laughs> what's up, John? Uh, damn, I- I'm a big fan of Cape Clapshaw. Cape Clapshaw, <laughs> Clap Shop Law. Um, you, you might think this is the first time that actor George Went was ever in a bar, but no, he's actually from Cheers before this. It's just everything that happens in this movie happens all other places and probably done better. But it's it is a nice conglomerate of things all in the same place, which is it's kind of fun, I guess. It's kind of neat. It is. It's but, kind of like my comedy career. Somebody else has done it. But <laughs> you know the great Justin Schlegel always says, "Hey, if he's like, if you hear a great joke from me, then you're hearing it for the second time. I'm telling you that right now." <laughs> so that explains a lot. So uh, directed by Joseph Rubin, who would go on to make two movies that I really love: Money Train and The Good Son, which are uh, two bangers uh, of film. Oh, what is, what is what is The Good Son? What The Good Son? Yeah, what's that? You ne- have you never seen The Good Son for real? 
Is that the movie with Macaulay Culkin? Yeah. The movie that was modeled after another movie. Oh, like the other two two boys. <laughs> yeah. Jer- Jer- Jeremy's trying to bring back up the other his favorite film uh, that we did on Quality Time, and and you know what, Mister uh, Pontius's also favorite film. So shout out. It is not his favorite, but he did go out and buy. Yes, that is correct. It makes me uncomfortable to talk about. Let's move on. Shout outs, Papa Pontius, true master of the game. Um, but yeah, uh, and the movie that really inspired me to carry around a box with a human finger in it. <laughs> yes, and he and he holds on to that finger to this very day, which is a uh, an important fact. Now, uh, Chuck butthole finger. <laughs> Chuck Russell was one of the gentlemen who was a uh, co-writer of the screenplay for this movie, Dreamscape. Uh, but he also would go on to write A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, Dream Warriors, the third Nightmare on Elm Street for, uh, film. Huh. And uh, Dreamscape and Nightmare series have very similar plot elements, particularly the killer using victims' dreams to kill them in reality. So... Very fun little uh, tidbit there about uh, Dream Warriors, which also is my favorite Dokken song, uh, Dream Warriors. Well, I have to say that if I would ever drop die in my dream, I would die drunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. There. It's my dream to have Freddy like, eat my whole body feet first. <laughs> so uh it does have a fun it does have a fun cast uh i do like the 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 one main bad guy in this movie uh david patrick kelly who plays tommy ray glatman glatman uh i like him as an actor because he is super creepy especially from the uh, twin peaks days but more importantly he plays t-bird in the crow now an interesting fun fact about him playing t-bird in the crow is that in this movie he idolizes bruce lee um with the posters and when he goes into the dream he's using like nunchucks and shit like that as the bad guy now in the crow he would later go on to uh, co-star along lee's son brandon lee so there you go another fun connection isn't that are we yeah he's he's chris lawrence (laughs) he is chris lawrence of the movies i gotta say there were white guys in this movie but i felt like i had to cover my drink yeah I don't think, listen, I'd be worried around a Christopher Plummer. He seems like a fellow that might pull something. But Max Van, Van Saito, he would respect God. you and make sure you can got to your just... car safely. Oh, true. But can we just say, though, Christopher Plummer has never looked young, in my opinion. He just always looks permanently old. Like, he walked out of the room with, like, a mortgage. I just don't. <laughs> Which actor are you talking about? Christopher Plummer. Christopher Plummer. Uh, Christopher Plummer. Yeah, he Sorry. always has looked like like he he looks like a fellow that got a facelift when he was twenty for some reason, yes. and it doesn't make any sense. And he no. also sang he also sang that really cool German song in the uh, Sound of Music, the uh, Device Angle. <laughs> so Device Angle. 
Weißer Engel, Toten auf dem Judenjahr. Okay, Jesus. What? <laughs> Wait, maybe that's not the sound of music. That is... I feel like my cats are going to start goose-stepping. <laughs> goose-stepping cats, yeah, tonight. Tonight on Goose-stepping cats. Holocaust the musical. <laughs> Uh, shoot me it's so easy to accuse me <laughs> by the by the way the the, the, the vice angle is the um the sir uh lawrence olivia character in uh marathon man so. oh vice angle! jesus christ so <laughs> it's uh, not edelweiss it's the vice angle I, I, uh, of course, this movie stars a very young Dennis Quaid, uh, who's playing quite the heartthrob, and uh, it, I like it because it's Dennis Quaid when his teeth were still jacked up. His teeth weren't <laughs> fixed yet. He's got little lasagna nuggets that are still popped up in there, and uh, <laughs> I really enjoyed seeing fucked up grill Dennis Quaid in this movie. <laughs> Did not see that. <laughs> you ever seen people with the fucked up teeth that just look like the cheese from lasagna? That's what he had going on in this movie, and I like that. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I like it. He uh, he plays a young um, a young uh, telepath uh, who has the ability. I like that. This is probably the most realistic look at what a telepath would do if they had that power, which is just go and gamble constantly at the pony tracks. You know, um, for for a guy. But I mean, if it was a woman. I would, I would talk to the guy that I like at the bar who would date me and convince them to change up. Be like, I need to give that another chance. <laughs> <laughs> I like, so you'd use it all for thirst trapping. I like that. That's not fair. I'm looking for love. How dare you? <laughs> I want more than just a few race ponies. I want a forever man that I can manipulate for eternity. I see uh, Dion Warwick at the track all the time. <laughs> she's just yeah, she's in there placing bets at uh she doesn't I feel like a Dion Warwick today is not even at the real track. She's just at Sheets playing the horse game the entire day. You know? <laughs> it's just it's such a sadder existence. Because that's a level of degenerate gambler, like I can't even go to the actual horse track. All my credits been banned there, so I have to just <laughs> play and gamble at Sheets on the video ponies. That's what I really so hate about going about the track is all those fucking young people. Yeah. <laughs> you have to get some older people at the track. Yeah, you. I'm looking for adult fun. It's like all <laughs> corn t-shirts and fucking Lady Gaga lookalikes, fuckers. He's not wrong. I do have to say, Dennis Quaid kind of looks like Jim Halpert from The Office. I see where you're like, coming from there. Yeah, I can see that, that very young clean cut looks nothing like his brother <laughs> yes that is true that is He's true. like the non-retarded queen the not and that's not listen i'm a randy quaid guy personally randy quaid is the better brother in my opinion especially since he's completely lost his mind in the later 2000s like where he fucking puts up videos where he bangs people wearing a fucking mask and says screw obama hey 
Ban Trump! And then does... He's a complete nutcase now, and I love that so much about him. Yeah, this director paid for the right Quaid. <laughs> I just love to know that he become the actual... Um, cousin from vacation so that is true. yes <laughs> so uh this was actually the second pg-13 rated movie by the mpaa uh right after red dawn that is true which had come out uh, a couple weeks prior to this film's release uh and because of this new rating system of pg-13 uh they actually cut a uh, a more graphic sex scene from the movie uh with dennis quaid and um uh kate so that's my favorite thing about kate capshaw in these movies is because you're like oh yeah this is a very fuckable moment like i want to see this chick get banged and it is just the biggest letdown every time wait is Cap- kate capshaw the sister of kate upshaw <laughs> <laughs> oh wait eric we can't hear you uh, no, she's Kate Upton's uh, sister. Kate Upton. That's that's how that works. No, but think about it in uh, Indiana Jones, because even though it's like a family friendly movie, you're like, oh, her and Indiana are gonna knock uglies. Yeah. And then like you don't see anything, and I'm so disappointed. Mm, yeah, we could have, we could have, we could have gotten some more. I think out of out of her. Yeah. You know? I want to see some nipple. <laughs> All right, hold on. Let's let's see if we can get them to reshoot scenes with her now and CGI her so she's a little younger. And then, Eric, uh, when I said nipple and you said hold on, I thought you were gonna take off your shirt and give us a little squirt. Okay, say no more. (laughs) You know I'm here to please the fans. Um, So, uh, are you still male lactating? (laughs) I am, as 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 a matter of fact. It's the black paint just coming at us. (laughs) It's just. I'm literally like one step away from like I look like you remember the 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 X-Files episodes where they find the black goo that takes over people that's what my life is like right now I'm just a black gooey filled like the I'm Satan's Cadbury egg right now um Mm, so I don't know I don't know if my uncle was racist I'm ready to hear the rest of that. I'm but I was really upset when I got older and I found out that um, black people don't give chocolate milk. <laughs> Maybe he was a racist. Ah, oh, sweet Uncle Jeffrey, you know. God rest his soul. He, uh, so... Pushing the boundaries of comedy and racism. (laughs) Oh, man. We learn, you know, we learn new things every day. Never stop learning. That's what I always say. I'm glad it was my uncle and not me that made up that joke. (laughs) Yes, I agree. I concur. So, uh, the movie is basically, uh, I gotta be honest with you, I wish it was... There are some 10 out of 10 moments in this film. Like, some of the dream dream sequences are really great. Uh, It's the whole side story uh, about espionage where it's not as good, which is pretty much everything with Christopher Plummer, who basically runs a government organization that wants to kill the president because he's going out to be soft on uh, the nuclear program, which, uh, oddly enough, uh, would actually happen later in the 80s when President Reagan would go and 
start doing disarmament deals with the Russians. Uh, this was at the time seen as very crazy. Um, but uh, in this movie, they were like, we got to kill him. So uh, Max von Sydow is playing Dr. Paul Novotny, and he is the gentleman who runs the program and brings Dennis Quaid away from his gambling uh, uh, debts to work on his uh, dream manipulation. Um, David Patrick Kelly, who's playing Tommy Ray Glattman, uh, he's the other evil guy who, uh, he's the evil telepath who likes killing people for the government. And uh, I like, he plays a good creeper in this movie. I will. I think he's one of the better cast uh, uh, characters in this movie because he does look like somebody that enjoys uh, murdering people, but also probably like saves his toenail clippings to stick on top of sandwiches when he eats them. <laughs> they all are just the type of men that would come to my show and heckle me so you're right they're all just terrifying <laughs> so um obviously he goes and gets into his uh his training aspects uh and uh dennis quaid who's playing uh alex gardner uh starts entering people's dreams uh and one of the most noteworthy ones is when um he gets to see well there's a couple of really cool dream sequences first he goes and enters the little kid's mind and that's where we get to meet snake man who is uh, probably my favorite character in the movie because it's it's not a good bad guy. It's like a regular guy just with a giant eight foot snake head on that looks really cool and sculpted, but also at the same time looks like the shittiest Masters of the Universe character that you could have bought. He's also okay. claymation. And he is claymation at times. And it got me thinking. I loved the whole dream sequence where he, he helps this kid defeat this uh, this horrible nightmare that he has. And one of the things that I hearken back on to uh, over the years is, you know, this is a movie a la A Nightmare on Elm Street where, uh, and, and they did this all through the 80s and 90s where there would be a movie, but also there would be a soundtrack with a rap song. You know, Freddie, for instance, had the Fat Boys as well as the great Will Smith. So I thought I would take it upon myself, hip-hop connoisseur Eric Woodworth, to go ahead and make a song for my favorite character, the Snake Man, in this movie. And I, I hope you guys enjoy it. It's my first foray into the rap music. So uh, here we go. Hope Ashley likes it. I'm excited. Let's see how this pans out here. I see a snake man up in my dreams Kind of reptile that makes your whole body scream Yeah, he looks a little fake at this here date Sweating through my bed sheets at an extreme rate He looks like a friend of Cobra Commander Making poop faces like he was Zoolander I don't mean to pander, but the president Looks whiter than Colonel Sanders I surrender, this fool makes me lament I'd rather crack his big head with a wet piece of cement And then I live up because he pays rent And then I'd just rather pitch a big fucking tent Cause I got dreams where I can get laid Where I'm my brother 
Randy, not this regular Quaid. I should have stayed in my own mind this time. But then I wouldn't be able to kick this dope rhyme because I'm back. And so I say, fuck this sake in his sack. I just go knick knack, patty whack. Give the snake a bone. I'm out and I'm about to just is fucking impale your throne on my dome because I got this sick shit that I flip it like it's piss quick. I don't want to go because I got one eye like I'm slick Rick. And that's what I said, I'm about to be out, I'm on the couch, we're in the freestyle sessions and I'm rapping for about all this shit about the movie Dreamscape. We need more rap songs about really white movies, cause I got big boobies, even though I'm a guy just going movies, doing a podcast about movies. Yeah, catch me at Magoobies, I'm out. Real snake man, stick up! And I'm gone. Real snake man, stand up! And this is the best rap song about the movie Dreamscape. Anyway, guys, that's uh, that's my rap song. Did you guys enjoy that? Uh, <laughs> 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 Ashley was on mute, but I saw there was a couple that I feel like I got you. I got you with a couple rhymes there. I say we start calling you not so slim, Um <laughs> Call me Slim Jim Shady. <laughs> Oh, there you go. There you go. There you go. I'll call you Chief Buff Daddy. <laughs> uh, I say move the fuck over, Hassle off. Yeah. <laughs> Make room on the floor because I'm going to be eating a burger behind you. <laughs> so anyway, there's my there's my four way. Uh, at the end of the episode, I will put the the song. There is another ninety seconds of this song that is just pure my, nonsense. So, my favorite is where you go, um, Anthony Clytus, and just start going. <laughs> <laughs> there is there is a bit of scat that happens that's not even rap for like a solid thirty seconds. I think my favorite is the pausing where I can tell that he's trying to think of a, a line. And he's like, huh, yeah, what? And I'm... <laughs> hey, I don't... Okay. This, this hey. reminds me of my favorite... This reminds me... My favorite Manson meme that says, Do you... Oh, Eric, you know what? You keep working at it. Hey, believe it or not, I did that. I did that in one take. Believe it or not, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Thanks. Keep doing that, and maybe someday you could be married to a Beyonce and you can be lazy. <laughs> uh, I'd be if I would. I'd be uh, be married to Beyonce trolls, though. If I'm going to be honest, you know, you definitely would marry a woman who trolls you one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, I'm waiting until one day she changes her name to Beyond Say. Beyond Say. Beyond Fear. Because once she was almost human. Almost human. <laughs> and then Eric <laughs> a whole female group called TLC. But not like the female rappers, but like the fat ladies on the channel TLC. Yes, the TLC, <laughs> my 500 pound wife life. Yeah. Yeah, thousand pounds. Rap sisters. Oh my gosh, I would love that. God, think of all the merch we could sell. It's like how many fucking moo-moos I could move. Um, I like the <laughs> like I like the Vice Channel's version of TLC. It's called THC. Oh, oh there 
you go, Jeremy. Like with weed. Shut up. Um, so tonight the news about weed. <laughs> Welcome to Worldwide Weed News, where we talk about pot. Oh God, I forgot what we were talking about. What was that? Welcome to Worldwide <laughs> Weed News, and I'm back again. And I and also now for got a commercial rap. break. Oh shit, we're not at commercial. I'm smoking weed on air again. Damn it. Um so no, I uh so I do like the dream sequences. There's another great one is just the regular dream sequence that the president has where he sees the fucking mutated children behind a door. I mean, that's fucking it is That one was cool. There are like 10 out of 10 scary moments juxtaposed into this weird espionage movie. Are we going to are we gonna totally going to skip over the dream of the guy that has uh, uh, impotence. Uh, no, we don't. We don't have to skip over it to us, Jeremy. Take us through the impotence <laughs> scene one, which is it is a good scene. Um, I, I love and, that. And of guy. course, of course, it stars this guy that looks exactly like your boss from Fast Signs. <laughs> Tony, are you talking about the great Tony Creamer? Tony Creamer, yes. <laughs> Shoutouts, Tony Creamer. He does. He does look like I, I do. He, he, he enters that guy's dream. He's like, we got to be careful when we enter the room because you know what's going to happen. And it, it's just a dream where everybody's fucking his wife in there. Yes. <laughs> Which is it's but good. Also, the children are sitting in chairs. And in front of the children. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there thinking. Holy shit, is this Eric or Jeremy's dream? <laughs> well, gather round once again. It's time for Jeremy's uh, yearly shunting children. Get one of the cheap seats up front. That's I, do have, I do have my recurring dream where I, I get revenge on the world and I just go around like Godzilla destroying the world with my penis. That would be the first fucking thing you destroyed with your penis. Because it's literally like a hundred times larger than me. <laughs> and I just like bat it around like a giant pole. All right. Let's be realistic. Um, in my dreams. I have a similar dream, but that's when I destroy people's lives with my vagina. Mm. Oh, my God. It's Puss Cthulhu. Look at all those tentacles. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought Pustulu was a fun was a fun riff. I don't like you saying I have tentacles down there. But it's a monster <laughs> movie. Also, Jeremy has a very he were of the same elk. Do you think he has he's pat, he was the one that got the big dick out of us? Get out of no, here. Of course he did. <laughs> I just like to think of my more like monster. Hmm. It looks like a butterfly when you open it. But oh. it's mothballs. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this is a comedy show. And don't take it personally if we make jokes about your love flaps. <laughs> love flaps, baby, love flaps. Love I flaps. Ever, I don't think I ever want either of you ever talking about my anatomy. I'll make fun of yours, though, because I'm a woman. I, I agree. You can make fun of my large clitoris any day. <laughs> I don't like this game anymore. I lost. Let's move. So, I lost an inch with my with my circumcision. I do. <laughs> that was it. That was his inch. Um, so the 
the the I like that this movie then culminates with a plan to assassinate the president using the evil telepath um, by just making him sleep in another room, which is which is fun. Uh, of course, Randy Quaid. Uh, I'm sorry. Dennis Quaid gets gets note of this. How how different would this movie be with a Randy Quaid though? He's like, I enter your dreams like that. Hey, <laughs> hey, Clark, get this. I can get into your dreams now. And also, where's the shitter? Just... And then Kate Capshaw comes out and she goes, Look, um, you can't go into my dreams anymore because you did things to me sexually. <laughs> Oh, I, I guess we should should mention that that he goes and basically fucks her while she's sleeping, but in the dream sequence, and uh, it's a real Doctor Huxtable kind of moment of uh, where yeah. consent really wasn't given, and uh, you know, problematic in our 2020 society, but frankly, in all times. Man, yeah, can I tell you that was actually a new fear I never knew I had. I'm like, oh my god, are you? I can be sexually assaulted even in my dream. Great. Yeah. Uh, I. I mean. I. I. I don't know what that's like because uh, I don't like to dream at all. Uh, but if it was, and I would hope, I, I want to believe that it would be Dennis Quaid that would be the one administer- administering this non-consensual sexual moment to me. Actually, I do agree with. You. If I'm going to be sexually assaulted by anybody, I want it to be the dad from the day after tomorrow. <laughs> uh, I always thought the day after tomorrow was uh, shouldn't have been about that, but it, it should be about um, getting plan B at CVS. Oh my God, um, that literally was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> oh, great minds think alike. Great minds think alike. So, uh, <laughs> he then uh, he then goes up until uh, we get the final dream sequence of this movie. Uh, by this time, we've already established that the other guy can kill people in his dreams. Um, although Dennis Quaid maybe can't, he's not really sure. He's still a bit of a novice, but but still strong. There's also a ridiculous chase scene where he goes back to the track uh, and rides a dirt bike, which is very very fun uh, because I love. I love that in the 80s, there always had to be some motocross thing that is just built into it, where there's like, oh, look at this ramp that's just conveniently set up on this horse track. Because that's like the roughest thing a white person could do. They're like, I'm a bad boy. (laughs) No, I I agree. It's a ridiculous premise, but uh, I I did enjoy it. Also, he just crashes into hay bales that are at the bottom of steps inside of like the thing. It makes me, I don't understand why were there hay bales there? What kind of uh, uh, shoddy place is this? Uh, but he eventually very easily infiltrates a room next to where the president is sleeping, which I also find ridiculous. Like both sides, he was like, oh, well, the president's sleeping in here. We'll just get into this building immediately. Uh, but he he does. And uh, that final dream sequence is a, a thing of beauty because uh, the hell his his dream that he keeps having and why he wants to end uh, uh, the nuclear um 
the nuclear plans of Russia and the U.S. is because he sees a future that is basically Judgment Day. Uh, it's just fucking a total post-apocalyptic nuclear hellscape that's like filmed in like bright red and he's just riding a trolley looking at the remnants of the White House and the Capitol building. Very cool uh, shot. Um, then uh, he's like, it's okay, Mr. President, I'll be here to save you. You just got to wake up. He's like, oh, but they gave me a sedative. Again, Doxter huxtabling up this whole problem here. And then as they're going through, the, uh, the, the bad guy comes in and he fucking takes it in such a horrifying turn where he's like oh it was the post-apocalyptic thing scared well how about now this entire train filled with mutants that look like some of the best makeup work i've ever seen like every one of the uh of these mutants that were done up in here could have been a double on uh any of the uh uh, uh day of the dead movies or even well, right. Dawn of the dead would have killed to have the level of makeup effects that this scene had well, right. It looked like zombies, yeah, yeah, which was awesome. So that I just was, wish it had more of a place in the movie. I like that it. I kind of like that it doesn't. It's such a fever dream of a movie, and that's what dreams are. They're hard to explain. Uh, although, is, I, is that because you don't dream that you're like what dreams are? I like that. No, to be clear, I don't like to dream because <laughs> my dreams are not fun. <laughs> Why am I the only one in this? Group? therapy anyway um this movie works for for anybody that's powerful or influential like the train is like uh it's ray Kroc riding it and it's like where all the people that ate your mcdonald's products now we're all fat and and bad complexion (laughs) oh now we're all fat yeah i get it yeah Uh (laughs) And they can't move through the aisles because they're all fat. <laughs> if only we could move, we'd be a, we'd, we'd be a terror to you. <laughs> oh, God, quick. We only have five minutes before she lumbers over here. Um, so <laughs> Here comes Honey Boo Boo's oh, mom. Oh. No! Uh, I also then like that they start like going through it. It almost takes a, a feel of like the um, uh, if you remember uh, Hellraiser two when they when they're trapped inside the lament configuration and they're running around uh, and they're being chased by these fucking hell dogs that look fucking creepy as hell, man. They got like flesh mi- uh, dripping off of them and they also have like blood, like shining red eyes. I mean, they, they are things of nightmares that are happening in this. It, uh, it's final it's Day of the Dead from uh, Call of Duty. Yes, yes, very similar, very similar. I see, but they don't said. explode. Yeah, you don't want that. Don't be ridiculous. So, uh, Dig it. I then like that they do all of this terrifying things as uh, Dennis and the president are running for their lives in this dream. And then they finally get to one train car and it's just the fuck. It's Tommy Ray Glatman, but now he's fully decked out in ninja gear and, and has nunchucks. And I was just like, we ran away. And the biggest thing that we had to face was just this nerdy cosplayer that's waiting at the end for us. I know. And, and they look around like, we need to run in the direction of the mutants behind you. You're not going to choose to fight the guy who looks like he's held nunchucks for the first time today. I choose. Mom, that he's, He's got lightsaber nunchucks. <laughs> He's like a final boss in a 
video game that you've spent hours on, and then you're like, all right, we're about to hit him, and you're like, oh, that was easier than it should have been. What would Mega Man do? Oh, you should pick the fucking buzzsaw thing and then slice right through this fucking clown. Uh, I did. Uh, I did enjoy that. The like. Uh, ultimately, though, he then takes the form of my favorite guy, the Snake Man, because he's like, I do know what scares you, and then it is really shitty claymation. That is the scariest thing. Him. Yeah, and then bites Which, him. bites him on the shoulder. Uh-huh. Which I got to say, the quick. I get why they did effect but i think they highly misinterpreted what really scared uh dennis wade's character it's commitment oh commitment is the real snake bite we all know that Mm. symbolism so uh, he does realize, though, that this snake bite apparently just doesn't kill him. And then Dennis Quaid fights back by turning into uh, into Tommy Ray's dead father, who uh, we had learned earlier in the film he had killed. Uh, and so he goes, why did you do this, son? He goes, <laughs> and he turns into like this half man, half snake, where he just has a regular like brown, brown face. He actually, honest to God. It, if you had shown me just that scene with him and Dennis Quaid, I would have thought it was enemy mine too, like a hundred percent. And then uh, he's like, while he's being uh, distracted, the president of the United States of America grabs a giant pole and impales him through the chest. So uh, pretty little epic scene. The day is saved uh, and Tommy Ray is dead as fuck as he dies in the other room and uh, the president then wakes up and dismantles this black ops dream program right before Christopher Plummer's eyes uh, bringing us uh, to the end climax scene of this movie before we get to the epilogue in a second Uh, I don't know. Jeremy, what did you think of the whole dream sequence here at the end? Uh, it, it was great, but it could have been better that after the president impaled him through the chest, he did something like, well, you're dead now. <laughs> I, w- I would have well, liked well, it. Well, 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 well. <laughs> he says well a lot. Uh, uh I liked it overall. I thought it was a. I thought it was a nice little fun uh, uh, climax to the movie. You get to see. Uh, it also is worth noting that Christopher Plummer. This isn't the first movie he's in where he tries to uh, play a uh, a man who's trying to stop peace from happening. Of course, Jeremy, we're referring to the great Star Trek Six. Uh, where he uh, tried to make sure that the Klingons and the Federation did not uh, also broker a peace deal. Yeah, fuck peace. Yeah. Let's have wars in space. Fuck yeah. I'm just so tired of these Star Wars. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Ashley, what did, you, what did you think of the big uh, ending dream sequence here? I mean, it was fine, but I like the movie overall as a whole. I will say that. I don't know if I was super by the end yeah uh there is a bookend to this movie where uh everything's kind of dismantled and uh kate uh uh and um dennis quaid uh they get on the same train where they fucked in their dream and then uh decide to actually make that a reality which leaves you to think is it really a dream or is it really the this train where they're having weird uh public display sex who knows <laughs> 
which we never even covered like the kid in the wheelchair <laughs> yeah except except talking about his dream where the snake man was but uh yeah okay i don't know what do you got to say about the kid with the wheelchair bring it up i'm just criticizing you because it's easy um oh, okay. I, I would just say i would probably say my favorite part of the movie was the whole conversation with kate getting at the movie when he tells her that her job is counting boners. <laughs> and it's like, isn't that every woman's job? I mean, come on. <laughs> it is. That's what we call ourselves. Accountants. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Uh, another, another forgotten uh, actor that is one of the guys that's one of the horse trainer guys at the uh, track is uh, Brian Libby, a real skinny guy that tried to rough him up and he's later one of the close buddies of uh tim robbins in the shawshank redemption ah you're right and he's also in air force one and the green mile oh and the mist look at that what a great career for brian libby hells yeah and yeah yeah <laughs> no, there's also a lot of other tertiary actors in uh, in this movie uh, playing. Chris Mulkey is in it. He's one of like the hired goons for. He's like one of the G men that's trying to track him down. Uh, oh, and, and wasn't it the, uh, the 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 head of the, the resistance from um, uh, They Live as the other driver? Was he? I don't know. Same I guy. I know you're thinking of I think Peter Jason. Peter Jason was uh, from They Live, and he well, was the head of the resistance. But if he's not the driver, he might have been one of the sort of bad guys in the movie. I think you're right. He's in this. I think. No, he is. Peter Jason is in the movie, okay. but he's okay. uh, he's the guy from They Live, and he's also in another right. John Carpenter classic that's underappreciated, in my opinion, Escape from L.A. So oh, that's a year I do. I'd love to do Escape from L.A. one day, if for no other reason, so we can talk about the ridiculous prosthetics on Bruce Campbell when he plays the psychotic surgeon in the movie. He's one of my one of my favorite Bruce Campbell roles. We'll get there. We'll make our, make our way through the whole uh, Carpenter catalog. Making my way downtown. On I'm on my kind of ball now. Um, Ashley, where can people find you at? Uh, you can always find me online at Ashley Honeyus Labs. And you can see me this Friday in Leesburg, Virginia. And then uh, September 6th, the Monday for Labor Day uh, with Tommy Tomazo in Rehoboth Beach. Hell yeah. Ooh, Rehoboth Beach, shout out. Is that uh, the Dan, great Dan K. Charnley's room, I believe? Oh, Ryan Grimes' room. Oh, Ryan Grimes, Ryan Grimes. Oh, well, tight. That's going to be fun for you guys. Hell yeah. I'm excited. Um, you can catch all things uh, Eric Comedy at uh, the this little website that I shout out week to week, ericcomedy.com. It's Eric with a K, comedy with a C. Um I'm also going to be having shows. I have a, I have a show next Friday that I just booked with the great John Yeager uh, down in Virginia. Uh, details come out on my social media about that. And uh, on September 11th at the periodic table, 
I'm featuring for the great Justin Schlegel. Never forget, we're cosplaying as the Twin Towers. It's going to be a hoot. I'm excited. Todd Fleming is going to be Tower 7. I'm very, there's no light. They're just going to hit us with um, airplanes. Jeremy, take us out of here. Dennis Quaid is the ultimate dream warrior. I see a snake man up in my dreams kind of reptile that makes your whole body scream yeah he looks a little fake at this here date sweating through my bed sheets at an extreme rate he looks like a friend of cobra commander making poop faces like he was zoolander i don't mean to pander but the president looks whiter than colonel sanders i surrender this fool makes me lament i'd rather crack his big head with a wet piece of cement and then i live up because he pays rent and then i just rather pitch a big fucking tent because i got dreams where i can get laid where i'm my brother randy not this regular quaid i should have stayed in my own mind this time but then i wouldn't be able to kick this dope rhyme because i'm back and so i say fuck this sake in his sack i just go knick-knack patty whack give the snake a bone i'm out and i'm about to just is fucking impale your throne on my dome because i got this sick shit that i flip it like it's bisquick i don't want to go because i got one I like I'm slick Rick and that's what I said I'm about to be out I'm on the couch we're in the freestyle sessions and I'm rapping for about all this shit about the movie dreamscape we need more rap songs about really white movies because I got big boobies even though I'm a guy just going movies doing a podcast about movies yeah catch me at Magoobies I'm out and I'm gone And this is the best rap song about the movie Dreamscape. Can you escape? I don't know. But I got a sick flow. I think this is a travesty against all things hip-hop now i'm back out and i get pop because i stop when i got pop better pick cock petty watch out a lot cock got a bop bop bada bop baba loo bamba wop bamboo because you know what i'm gonna do like honey boo boo looking at you with the weird shoes because you ain't got two screws against me you see big sleeves are getting freely because i just made up half the words that you ever heard before don't even come against me and i'll make you step up on the curb let's just watch the burbs with tom hanks because i got bank banks when i just go like tyra banks what you gonna say the ship sank it's already sailed and i can't prevail because i don't know what i gotta mail in another rap sign again oh my gosh why this is embarrassing somebody will listen to this one day i hope they play it at my funeral when i'll be dead That'll be sad that I made this rap song about the movie Dreamscape. It's on it's on Tubi right now.